I'm a vendor at Walmart, and I've been doing my job for over three years now. I do various tasks like stocking the shelves, taking inventory, and also installing displays. This particular day was like any other. I always work alone, and I'm not required to do any form of customer service. I was on my way down to the grocery aisle, and before I could exit the aisle, I had to allow customers to proceed while pushing their carts. As I backed up slightly, I felt something behind me. I turned my head, and I saw a man behind me, and I then caught myself before I said excuse me. Once I realized he had no card or merchandise, and was literally pressed up behind me, he looked up at me, and he then said, It looks like you bumped me with your ass, with his male parts on my butt. I gave him a glare, and I then immediately walked away to the other side of the store. I was in such shock and disgust that I just wanted to get away as far as possible. I found myself in the toy section catching my breath and also processing what had just happened. When I looked up, and I see the same man. He then looked at me while I was at the end of the aisle, and he was then beginning with an evil laugh, then saying to me, So we meet again, do we? I then dropped the cart with all the items I needed to work, and I just ran to the back stock area. I then hid for as long as I could, before I went back out on the floor, clocked out, and went straight home. Thankfully, however, I didn't see the man again there, and I really hope I never do. This may not be that scary to many others out there, but it was definitely a scary moment for me. This happened to me when I went to Walmart. I usually come with my cousin or niece, but on this particular day, I went by myself. While grabbing a shopping cart, I saw a couple of guys by the flower area. I didn't really think anything of it. As I was checking my list on my phone, I felt that I was being watched by one of them. As I turned, I saw one of the guys staring at me with the creepiest smile, so I just turned and walked away to the stationary section. As I was looking for the things that I was looking for, I saw one of them standing like maybe a couple of feet away from me, still just staring. I started to get creeped out, and I walked away. As I walked away though, I saw the second guy standing on the other side where I was at. I saw them exchanging looks, and then signaling to each other something that I couldn't really understand, but I just knew that it was bad. As I was turning my head, I saw the guy following me, and he looked like he was on the phone, but I couldn't make out what he was saying because he was talking low. So I quickly grabbed the rest of my things and started to go to the self-checkout. As I was scanning my items, I saw the first guy purchasing some things, but I had also seen what he was getting. There was duct tape, rope, pills, and gloves. And from that, I just knew something was up. I tried to tell one of the workers, but I was afraid the guys would hear me. So I acted like I wanted to return something back to them. That's when I then told the worker the whole situation. The worker then paid security while the two men were by the exit. It looked like they were waiting for someone. Just then, the security came out to the front of the store and he was talking to the two men before escorting them out. I didn't really know what else had happened once they went outside, 
Once I was given the clear to go outside, I then saw a police car, and the two men were inside the car. So what I was later told by the security guard was that these two men were apparently charged with attempted potential kidnapping. When the second police officer was checking the men's car, they found a whole list of a lot of things they had planned to do with whomever they were going to kidnap, as well as a shovel and a layout of a certain area of the woods with a red X on it. If I hadn't turned around at that very moment, things would have turned a lot worse, or deadly even. This all started about two years ago when I first started high school. Just to let you know, it still continues to this day. I met this one older guy who had lied about his age to me. He had been a junior while I was a freshman. Although he was 18, I was 15, and at the time he had told me he had just turned 16. I had met him in my college class, as I had started early with getting college credits. A lot of people start young, so I didn't really think anything of it when he told me he had been 16. After my first class, he approached me after we had been released, and he asked for my socials. Now, I don't know how it works with everyone else, but I would rather give my phone number than my socials, just to keep it private if it doesn't end up well. And so, I had given him my number. We can call him Ethan. I'd let my friends know all about Ethan. For context, I didn't have many close friends, and I wasn't very open about myself. They were all into the little situation, as he was quite attractive. Later on that day, I had gone to work, and I had told them about Ethan. There were also other teens who went to the same school as me, and one of the boys had told me about Ethan and how he sells drugs to minors. I didn't really process the minors part, as I thought he was a minor himself. I didn't even let it bother me, as this was a time where every teen was pretty much into drugs. This guy Nick, for example, he had also informed me how Ethan was once his best friend, and that he wasn't really great with girls and relationships. Looking back, it seems kind of stupid on how I ignored all these red flags, as I wasn't so great with trusting on what people had to say. So the next day, Ethan is already asking to hang out, so I said sure. He wanted to head to his house, but I would rather go to mine, again just to stay safe. And so we did. We head to my house, and by now he could drive. Now a 16 year old in my school is a sophomore and isn't allowed to drive until junior and senior year. Now me as a freshman, I hadn't realized these rules, and I just thought of how cool it had been getting a ride home rather than going on the bus. My parents weren't home and don't usually get home until late. So we ended up watching two movies, and going into the third one, he had realized my parents weren't getting home. By now, he had moved extremely close to me. Arms were touching, and that was it so far. Ethan had then asked me if we could do anything sexual. Being 15, I said no, as I wasn't really experienced or knew much about how all that worked. He asked me about three more times, and then he got mad and left when I kept saying no. Now for this not to take too long, I won't go into much detail for the next part. I'd let my friends know what happened, and they didn't really approve, but I still wanted to give Ethan another try. Well, about four months later, 
We'd gotten extremely close, but he had still asked me from time to time to do sexual activities with him, which I always declined. Now, about six months in, we wanted to start a real relationship. Looking back now, though, I really should have seen what his actual plan was. He asked me to go to his home. By now, we were in the makeout phase, so that's what we did for a good minute. Then he tried going for a sexual move, and I backed away. He had gotten pretty angry, and he had even started yelling at me about how girlfriends let their boyfriends have sex, and they never say no. He kept on yelling about how stubborn I am, and I need to become submissive to him. I was really afraid to even say anything, as he had multiple pocket knives on him, as well as butterfly knives in his room. But I really had enough, and I had said a few harsh things that I now regret, as it probably led to why he stalked me around. I didn't live too far from his house, so I left, and I then walked to my own home. Well, about two days later, I find out that he had gotten into five different hookups with five different girls, having sex with three of them. I only found out because my coworker told me about it. By this time, I ended up ghosting him and losing all contact with him. Ethan wasn't very fond with the disconnection, and he had gone to my house multiple times, as well as making many threats to me and my parents. My dad had finally had enough and called the cops. Now, I wasn't really sure what happened to Ethan in that situation, but all I know is that he didn't learn from it. Three or four months later, I had ran into Ethan at a Walmart. At this time, I was now 16 and I was practicing driving by running errands. He had been following me around until I confronted him. He started to apologize for everything he did and how he wanted to start all over with me. I had declined and he had gotten into one of those very angry phases that he used to have before. Although he probably realized we were in public and didn't want to cause a scene, he ended up leaving me alone, and I was able to finish up what I had been doing. Going back to my car, I put all of my groceries in, and I headed to the driver's seat, until I felt an arm wrap around my arms and chest. I also felt something cold and thin under my shirt near my abdomen, I was frozen in shock, and I couldn't properly think about what to do. We stood like this silently for about two minutes, until he started mumbling why I couldn't love him back, and how he really wants to only make me happy. I still didn't say anything, however, making him impatient. I felt whatever he was holding down against my skin go in deeper. He hadn't stabbed me, but he had just put the lining of a knife right up against my skin. No blood was drawn, but there was an older man who looked to be about in his mid-twenties who noticed the position I was in and then started threatening to call the cops. Ethan ended up running away to his car, all while yelling, You bitch! You set me up! Ever since then, he didn't come near me again. Recently though, about one or two and a half months ago, he started showing up again but from afar. I see him from time to time just lurking. I had gotten the cops involved, and I was able to get a restraining order. No, it didn't stop him from following me around. It really creeps me out whenever I see Ethan, but there's no stress, as I know he won't come near. I now have a boyfriend, and I've also told him the whole story. I make sure that whenever I go out, 
to always be accompanied by someone for safety. From what I know about what happened with Ethan, he dropped out of high school senior year and he had a set of twins. I don't know who the girl is, but I do know that he had left them and continues to hook up with younger girls from ages 17 to 24. Now, I never found out his true age until I was about to turn 17, him now being 21. This may not be as scary as the other encounters, but knowing you're being followed and watched frequently surely sends chills down my spine. And yes, Ethan does still follow me around, and he's sometimes confronted by my boyfriend or my friends. I'll be sure to provide an update if anything ever happens to him or if there are any other crazy actions committed towards me, my family, or my friends. Let me start off by telling you a little bit about myself, as it's relevant to why it affected me the way it did. First off, I'm a very short female. At the time, I was 18 years old. I hadn't graduated high school, and I had just gotten my first car. Since I wanted to get to know my car a little better, and I wasn't patient enough to drive only in my free time, I'd driven to and from class every day. Honestly, I felt kind of stupid doing that, since my high school was literally 20 minutes away by foot, so I was considering walking more. But being infatuated with finally having my own wheels actually won the battle. Now, I think it's only fair to tell you about my beloved car as well, right? Well, she was a really beat-up small car from 1998. Sometimes the driver's door would get stuck and wouldn't open up unless you shake the living daylights out of it, and I'd have to get out of the passenger door if that happened. Because, like I said, I'm really too small to make a difference. To add to that, my horn had a mind of its own, and it would only work when it wanted to, and neither of my back windows would work as well. They were propped up by small wooden chops. Otherwise, when you'd hit a pothole, they'd crack open and get stuck. Alright, I think that's enough info about us. Let's get into the actual story. It was a sunny late spring day, and I had classes in first shift, basically until 3pm. As usual, I woke up late and drove to class, parking my car behind the school and leaving it there all day until I'm done. I remember this day being particularly busy, so after class, I was late and tired, and I couldn't really be bothered to drive around town to practice my skills. Instead, I hopped in my car, rolled my working windows down, and I blasted some metal to ease my fatigue. So here's the thing, I like my music really loud, and I often get weird looks driving on the streets, so I would ignore people unless they were in my way. I was in a rush to get home. Usually I'd turn from the main street down a bridge and then take the turn for my street, but this time I wanted to leave my car in my rented garage instead of leaving it in front of the flat that I lived in, which means that I took a less populated and really tight path circling some other flats. My garage is right between two big flag corporations, and in order to get to it, you have to drive your car up a sidewalk, cross it, and then somehow get in the tight space in front of the metal box garage, with both walls of each flat attempting to grace each door simultaneously. There's just enough space to get out of the car and open the doors. The reason I'm telling you all this is so you can imagine how the process works. 
I rolled my car down the tight street, laughed internally at some old lady staring at me, and prepared to climb the sidewalk to get to my garage. Suddenly, I saw a really skinny tall guy with no shoes on slowly wobbling down the sidewalk with his head half stuck inside a weird shimmery bag. He wasn't really phased by my car about to go on the sidewalk, so I stopped midway, front wheels on the sidewalk and back wheels on the road, and I waited for him to pass, but he didn't though. He took his head out of the bag and stopped right in front of my car, staring at me intently. I think he was mumbling something, but even though I still had my windows rolled all the way down with my music still playing, I couldn't hear him at all. I lowered the volume and I was just about to ask him if he needed something or if he could move away so I could pass, but he then took the chance while I was doing that to start walking as fast as he could to my door. I freaked out and I then slammed my finger on the window button to bring it back up. I believe it reached one or two centimeters away from fully being closed when he was breathing in my door. Properly hyperventilating by now and with him out of my way, I kicked the car into gear and I flew up the sidewalk, quite literally, as it's pretty high off the ground and the car had to climb up. As my garage is really close at that point, I had to jump on the brakes so I wouldn't ram my garage door at full speed. I stopped and locked my doors but then turned around really fast to see where the guy was. He was then peeking behind one of the flat walls, with eyes wide and his mouth half open. I looked forward again, trying to get my phone out to call either of my parents to check if anyone was home, and neither one of them picked up because they were at work. I kept calling my mom, and just as she picked up, I looked at my side, and I then saw the guy parallel to my driver's door. He saw me look, and he then slammed his palms right on my window. Then with his mouth wide open, he stuck his face on my window too. I screeched in my phone, and I had totally freaked out to my mom, who by that point was just screaming on the phone. What's going on? Where are you? I began just screeching at her that a guy was stuck on my window, and he was staring at me. She freaked out even more, then saying, What? Can't you get out of there? Just drive somewhere else. But I couldn't. It was way too tight to make a turn to leave, and if I forced my way in reverse, I'd run through his feet. Also, to get out of the passenger door, I'd have to hit a tree or hit the other flat's wall. So I just pushed my back into my seat, and I had tried to pretend that I didn't see him. He was literally slapping his palms on my window and moaning. I saw that his fly was open too. I don't know how to explain it, but then I guess some adrenaline kicked in as I started my car haphazardly and threw it in reverse. The guy jumped back and then slowly walked behind my car, basically cutting me off again. I then saw a car drive off the main road behind me and I tried to honk at it, but my horn didn't make a sound. I honestly don't know if I was more scared or angry at this point considering to just let the car rip in reverse and hope he jumps away in the last second. As I switched in reverse and the car slowly started rolling, he just crooked his head to the side, and when I was about 15 centimeters away from him, he just started walking away. I stopped on the sidewalk, trying to see where he'd go and if I'd really have to take my car out on the main road and hide, but he just kept walking down the road with his bag turned to me like nothing even happened.
Then when he was almost out of sight, he stuck his face back into the shimmery bag and then he turned into the neighboring street. I think I stayed there for 10 minutes locked in my car, half expecting him to show up again with newfound energy. But no, he didn't show up again. I reluctantly went out to my car, opened the garage, and drove the car in. I locked it all up, and then ran home like there's no tomorrow. Hopefully my story serves as a piece of advice for someone else out there. Please be careful with people, and always be prepared with a way out. Nothing bad happened to me, thankfully, but it's always better to be safe with a plan, just in case. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed the stories today. As always, if you ever want to share your own story, you can send it at southerncannibal.com. I really look forward to narrating your story. All that being said, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day or night. And remember, to always...